So, so I'm going to say something real quick on what you just said, but we, 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 where we are right now is page 61 in the books. We're dealing with uh, the Holy Spirit gift. Um, if the Holy Spirit has instructions, or not so much instructions, but has to follow a particular guideline that God has put in place, how much more are we in that same situation that we have to follow uh, guidelines and things that, we, that are outlined in our biblical uh, instructions. I mean, are we any different? Do we, should we not have to follow what the Bible is telling us to do? Is, are we special? We're not special. Everybody, everybody believes we have to follow? All right. Say it again. Okay, so can I get somebody to be prepared to read Acts 8, 14 through 17, and I'll ask this one question. Uh, by the way, we have the microphone because they are doing a, a, a post. I didn't know, so I hope I don't run nobody off uh, with my questions, but we'll work it out. Uh, how do we get the Holy Spirit? How do we today? How's the Holy Spirit Put unto us. Say it again. Baptism, right? What was the scenario? Well, we're about to read it. Uh, if I can get whoever to read uh, Acts 8, 14 through 17. Yes. Okay, what's the difference? And it's not a trick question because the answer is there. What's the difference between why uh, John and Peter had to go and lay hands on 
those that were baptized and didn't receive the Holy Spirit and why we receive it from baptism only. Don't be afraid. What's the difference? Go ahead. Okay. Why was it significant for them to have to go through that process? Why was it significant for Peter and John to have to go in and lay hands on those who were baptized so that the Holy Spirit can be given to them? What, what, why was it significant? It's in the book, but we're talking. So what's the significance of that? Why was it so, you're on it. You're on it. <laughs> Go. Both y'all are on it. Give it a try. Anybody else? What was the significance? It's in here. Because you said it earlier. Because you said something about observance. What was the significance? Okay. What did that do for the apostles, for those who were baptized and seen this for the first time? What, what, what did that do for them? What did that do for the apostles who were being seen conducting these miracles for those who didn't receive? Go ahead. Okay. And that's, and that's the point that I was getting at. So if I, if I said it weird, I apologize. I, I, I'm working this thing out. So the whole point behind this is just to, to say that in God's wisdom, he put his ability in place so that what he wanted those people to see would be able to see it. He wanted the miracles to be seen. He wanted uh, the, the laying of hands to be done, to, to give credibility to his apostles. He did that on purpose so that that way the next part of this lesson is going to be significant to us because how many of us and, and I want you to see it from from our aspect today how many of us is willing to pay for something that they think is a value if you think it's a value are you willing to pay for it 
If it's worth the money, are you willing to pay for it? Okay. Are you willing to pay for college? Raise your hand. Okay. Are you willing to pay for the hottest car? Not everybody. Are you willing to pay for a car, period? Yeah. Are you willing to pay for an apartment? House? So necessities you're willing to pay for, right? Would you be willing to pay for the power to save somebody? If there was a way for you to pay for saving somebody, would you be willing to pay for it? Huh? <laughs> if you <laughs> if you had the ability to heal somebody, would you be willing to pay for that ability? If there was an ability out there for you to pay for, would you be willing to pay for that ability? Say it again. If you can afford it, you would. All right. What do we know about Simon the Sorcerer? Go ahead. Go, go to the, you can answer that the question. Go ahead. So the part that you bring up is like literally the next section. <laughs> but what you're saying is right on point. But what do we know about Simon the Sorcerer? What do we know about him? What, what knowledge do we have based off of what we studied in this book? Slide of hands. So, so we know he was a sly of hands. We know he was ambitious. And we know, what, what else do we know about uh, Simon? Okay. What else do we know about him? Okay. So in that process of him doing that, what... what what was special about him in the community? How was he seen? Well known, right? Right? Say it again. Okay. I want you all to think for one minute. If you had the ability to do things to make you great in the community, or great in the world, and all of a sudden, sudden you start to do something different in your life. You chose a different path. How easy would it be for you to walk away from what has made you great for years? 
How easy would that be? Right? You're a great football player. You wake up every morning at 3 o'clock in the morning. You, you, you go run. You, you do the weights. You stretch for hours, whatever the case may be. Then you go to school. Then you get out of school. You, 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 you practice some more. Then you make it to the NFL. You, you're this educated person. All you do is spend your time reading, whatever the case may be. But when you reach your pinnacle of success, you decide to say, I'm going to do something different. That's against, that's different from what you do. How hard would it be for you to say, I'm 100% in to this new thing that I'm doing? Would you not have trickles of things from your past popping up? So when we look at Simon the Sorcerer, are we looking at someone who's just like us, who asked the question based off of his human knowledge, or are we looking at somebody who is intentionally trying to do something dirty just for power? What are we looking at? Go ahead, brother. Thank you. Okay, anybody else? Oh. 
So, so the writer here brought up this, this for, for a reason. What, what do we think his reason is for, for trying to show us that Simon was a human being who had great ability. He ran into somebody who was greater than him. He saw it. He did what most of us would do if we see something that we like, throw money at it, hoping that we can get it. And then he realized, and we'll get into that next, because that's, that's where uh, Brother Ryan was going to. But he realized he couldn't get it at that level. What's the lesson in that? What's the lesson in, 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 in one, money doesn't always buy everything. Two, uh, having a greedy eye isn't the best thing for you. What, what's the lesson in that? Now, keep that because that we're going to go over that part a little bit more about how uh, he was rebuked and how it was done so masterfully. Go ahead. And what you're saying, the, that's what I'm getting at. That's what I've been getting at the whole night. Your heart. Where are you at with your heart? There's no way for us to know exactly how his heart was because the Bible doesn't exactly says it. But it also says what he was before. And it also says how he had to deal with it. So even though you're a good person, your heart always needs work. It always need work because you never know when you'll revert back to something that you were doing prior. Is it easy to add your own opinion to God's word? Right? Isn't that something that we have to deal with on a regular basis? Someone saying, God said this. God do this. God do that. At this point, 
power is pretty much is what I is what I'm getting out of what 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 uh, uh, Simon wanted out of that. He he wanted power. He wanted to be able to do what he saw because he couldn't do it, right? Maybe he would have did good. Maybe he if 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 his way of doing things, he would have been out there uh, uh, giving people the power that the, uh, the bestowing the Holy Spirit on people the proper way. But it's how he did it. How he did it was offensive. And his heart was in the wrong place. And we have to be careful with that. And not only that, but how he was rebuked put him in a situation to where he needed to do a self-inspection. And from that self-inspection, he was able to reflect and say, you know what? I'm not going this direction. And we can get somebody to read, uh, let me stop that, uh, 18 to 20, uh, Acts 8, 18 to 20. things happened. Well, a couple things happened here, but we're going to deal with two. The first one, Simon saw. Right? That's funny because we got the game Simon says, but it should be Simon saw. But anyway. <laughs> Simon saw something that was impressive to him and he wanted it. He was smart enough to go to the person who had it. Sometimes we see things and we try to go around about a way to get to it so that we won't deal with the people who actually have it. You know, we call it hustling, right? We love hustling. <laughs> but he went straight to the source. And in the process of him going to the source, did the source send him away? Did the source say, get away from me, I don't even want to talk to you about that? Or did the source correct him? Right? Was he prepared to correct him? He was, right? What did he correct him with? We can read it again if you need to read it. But in your own words, what did he correct them with? The truth. You know how, how messed up this would have been if he had beat around the bush? Well, Simon, you know, I want you to know this, you know, blah, I'm scared to tell you how it is. You know, but he told him the straight up truth. He gave it to him how he was supposed to be given to him. And then Simon had to make a decision. And from the truth, Simon made a correct decision to fix himself, right? And then after the truth was given to him, what did he tell him to go do? Go pray. Right? How important is prayer? I'm not going to speak my personal business out there, but I will say that I know people who only pray for meals. And that's about as far as their prayer go. And their life is in shambles and they have no idea why it's in shambles. They never pray about anything. The correction that was being done here did a couple of things. It taught him who to go to when something is wrong. Ultimately, you go to God. It told him how to go to him. When we pray, we're in submission. We're praying to God humbly. We're saying, please hear my prayer. 
And then he gave him one instruction. Repent. Turn away from that. Right? Picture the last conversation you had with somebody who had a problem. You said, girl, leave that fool. <laughs> Dude, I'd have punched that guy in his head. <laughs> I'm not trying to downplay the situation, but I'm saying how he corrected him is how we should correct each other. Facts. Here are the facts. You want to be corrected? This is what you need to fix. You want to get better? This is how you get better. And you need to turn away from what you've been doing in the past. It's so easy to get into the whole concept of mess. Mess. And I'm only doing this so that we can see some type of context in everything that went on here. This wasn't just, hey, I'm rebuking you for trying to have power that's not yours. This was a lesson being taught. This was a lesson. Hey, yes, you made a decision based off of what you used to be. You're no longer that person. You're wrong for what you're doing, but this is why you're wrong. This is how you fix it, and this is how you turn away from it. And it was over. We linger in so much mess. Sometimes we give somebody a, 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 a so-called solution. We call them up later that night. What happened? What'd she do? What'd he do? We love that mess. But when you tell someone the truth, you don't have to call them back. <laughs> you don't have to wonder because they're going to probably call you back saying they didn't like it, but it, but it was dealt with. That whole thing about the truth setting you free, <laughs> it's serious, you know. So going from there, uh, we are going to read the last part, which would be the Acts 8, 21 through 25. So there's a couple of things in this one too. What was, what was Simon's demeanor? He's just been rebuked. He's been given instructions. He's been told what to do. And not only was he told what to do, but he was saying perhaps, and I think that's what Brother Ryan, Ryan was getting at, perhaps this is going to happen to you if you do the right thing. What was his demeanor once he was corrected? Okay. Go ahead, brother. 
much fear do you see of God in this world today? What do you mean, not enough? Give me something. What do you mean by that? Why is it not enough fear of God in this world? Okay. whatever they want. Okay? So it takes a, a level of humbleness for you to fear God, right? Okay? We saw that here. He humbled himself and he, and he instantly corrected himself. Again, I always go back to who we are. Sis, bruh, that was wrong of you. Man, don't tell me nothing. That's normal. That's who we are as people. But coming to classes like this and, 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 and befriending brothers and sisters in Christ, when you start to get rebuked or when things are being corrected in your life, you change because of who's around you. And at this point in time, everything was going spiritually correct. So because they wanted to be a part of what was being given as God, as Christ, he wanted to remain in that power that he witnessed. Right? If John and Peter was not sent there, and this, is the, and this is me saying this, I think strategically the right two people were sent to deal with this particular situation. Because the rebuking was done so masterly that this brother got the message. Right? There's a time to be bullyish, and there's a time to be soft. But there's never a time not to tell the truth. Right? The truth, no matter how hard or how soft it's said, can never ever be said as a lie. <laughs> right? So I'd rather tell you the truth and pray that your feelings humble themselves to hear the truth than to tell you something that's going to make you feel good about yourself and you walk away from me not getting the point that you're wrong. You know, I'd rather you tell me, hey, Brother Hunter, you know what? You jacked up, dude. I might feel some way at the moment, but when I walk away, because of who you are, because of the quality of brother or sister you are, you had enough love for me to tell me the truth, I'm going to go sit in my car and be like, they right. Right? And I hope to fix myself. But there are some of us who will hear the truth. Truth. <laughs> some of us who are here the truth and walk right on over it and say I don't want to hear that I want to hear what I want to hear because because Simon wanted to hear Christ he wanted to hear God he got the point that's a huge lesson by itself understanding that humbling yourself it's the major part of being a Christian, and Simon got the point, right? I got a couple questions. What was meant when we read, if we can go to page 62, and I get somebody to read according to Acts 18, 17, off of page 62. 
just read that whole paragraph. On page 62. According to Acts. Yes. Okay, observable measure. What did that mean? Based off of how we read it in this context, what did that mean? Observable measure. Say it again. Okay. Miracles that can be seen. What else? Miracles that can be seen. Why was it necessary? It's in the same, it's in the same uh, paragraph. Why was it necessary that those miracles be seen? It's in the same paragraph. Okay, so that was a purpose for the miracles, right? The purpose was because they didn't have a Bible like we have, and, 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 and they didn't have references according to uh, what was happening at the time. So those miracles gave them observable measures to measure what it is that they believed in, all right? What is our observable measure? So let me reword the question. What would we have to be an observable measure since we, don't, since we don't have miracles being shown to us, since we don't have uh, access to the apostles, since we are not walking with Christ, what do we have? Catch 
So going back to that same paragraph, if someone can start, and I got you right after, if someone can start reading such spiritual empowerment and, and finish that piece off, you, you can stop as, uh, as Roper noted. So that's, that's the point that you're getting at. We have a completed word. We have a completed connection to God. So because of that, it's greater. Because we can open it up anytime we want and say, okay, I need to understand this. I can read it. I can go for it. So the word is significant in all things. Right? Go ahead, Brother Paul. So you, you bring up a point that we were getting at in the beginning. <clears throat> His heart still had some of that old stuff in him. And over time, he would have learned more. In our scenario, we have everything we need to become better, right? So in that, like Brother Carl said, we need to be rejoicing. Because we're not learning this thing. We, 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 we have it. We, we, it ain't happening as we go. We're not, you know, we, we're not wondering what the next step is going to be. We have it. It's complete. And, that, and, and based off of that, we should be rejoicing because we have a complete instruction to follow. Um, with that being said, 
can you be sinful without even knowing it? Because that's what's being said about Simon. Can you be sinful without knowing it? Greater than his. So my point is, this fellow was, he couldn't even tell that this was an act of God. Alright? So, which what Paul was alluding to, this guy didn't know much about this God, about the things of God, because he thought he purchased it. Uh, and Peter tells him to repent. Now, there are some guys who say Simon was, was never converted. I, 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 I don't know about that. Because he didn't tell him to be baptized. He said repent. You see, and he didn't say repent and be baptized. He said repent. In other words, you got to change your thinking, son. You're not thinking like if you look at the script. It's, 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 this is it's kind of puzzling. You have to look at it. Verse 23, verse 24. Say, hey, Simon, answer and say, pray to the Lord for me, that none of the things which you have spoken may come upon me. He didn't even know he could pray for himself. Back then, because this fellow did not know a whole lot about God and things of God. He was very new, very fresh. But notice how the Bible stops in verse 24. Never bring Simon back up again. Boom, he's done. He's old. We don't know what happened to him. But the point is, everybody who gets in this water, none of us stop sitting right there at that water. None of us. So you have to continuously repent after you be baptized. You might say, the Bible clearly says he believed. You can't argue that. We believe that's why we got the water. But what happens after that will, you know, will tell how a person will mature, how a person will grow. And my point again is, uh, when we get in that water, some of the same struggles, you will still have some of the same struggles. Simon, you still have the same struggles. And Peter told him, you got to change your uh, You got to change right here. And it's going to change your ways. But surely you can sin and not know that you have sin. And what's the beauty of, of baptism when it comes to sinning? What's the beauty of it? Sinning after baptism, what's the beauty of it? So, so go ahead, brother. Go ahead.
So as we close out, there's a couple of things that we need to keep in mind. First, what we have here, we have miracles being done in plain eyesight, giving you an opportunity to see the power of God. We have an individual who believed. That individual had a history or a past that made him wonder, could he buy what was greater than him? Not truly understanding that he had it. We had a rebuke. We had instruction. We had humbleness. And then in the end, much like us, we had a brother who was back in the fold. Right? That's significant. Right? So what I have here as the last point, we're not to seek power. We're not to seek influence. We're to seek God first. Right? And I think in his rebuke, that's the message that was being told to Simon. Seek God. That's where your power is at. This here I'm doing is nothing. But, like you said, uh, who's that? Like you said, Brother Call, in the end, salvation is where the ultimate power is at. So I appreciate you guys. Do we have any questions, any statements, anything? Comments? All right, great class. Thank you guys for coming out tonight. And this time, I actually stopped on time. I normally stop at 8 o'clock. I thank Brother Dimitri for that class uh, tonight. Okay. See, I didn't look like his daddy. You turn around. Uh -huh. It's all right, little man. I thank Brother Dimitri for that class tonight and uh, on the Holy Spirit. And um, there was a number of things we could uh, discuss uh, concerning that, uh, concerning Simon. And uh, But I just thought it was interesting how uh, verse 24 ends with him. Don't tell you what happened to him. Uh, and I think God did that for a reason. Uh, the point was not to know how Simon ended up. You know, the point was about learning uh, about the heart. And if you notice, uh, uh, his heart was, uh, was not what it should have been. And, um, but, uh, but it was a good, good lesson, and I hope that you enjoyed it. And uh, Sunday morning we'll pick up on the next, the next lesson. And uh, so we're asking you to look at these lessons, read them, uh, because they're, they're very good and you can identify yourself uh, in each one of these lessons and um, we can make uh, good applications on that. The next lesson title uh, for Sunday morning, but Dimitri is, uh, is what right quickly? <laughs> working, working miracles. Okay, page six and nine, working miracles. And uh, we have one uh, announcement and that's, um, January greeters, uh, communion and uh, baptismal duty uh, gathers family, uh, the gathers family on that. And uh, <laughs> all right. Um, are there any uh, prayer requests tonight before we close out uh, in prayer on tonight? I see that there's 
a couple of hands. And as always, we want to extend heaven's invitation, give opportunity to those who did not uh, obey the gospel as of yet, and that a person must hear the gospel, believe the same, repent of sins, and confess Christ, and be willing to be baptized uh, for the remission of their sins. And uh, we have Brother Trey, uh, prayer request.